0: Welcome to the Harvest Sound podcast, where music and mission, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one. All right, so let's get into the Word, and we'll start this morning, uh, we'll stand for the reading of God's Word, out of reverence to the Holy Text, and we're going to read something that might be familiar to you. Because um, there was a book that came out—I don't know—was it probably 20 years ago or so, maybe more? Um, yeah, 27 years, I think, around that time. Um, that made this these couple scriptures famous. Are you are you bringing the scripture? Yeah, yeah. Wait, we've been waiting. <laughs> Coming at you. So here it is. You remember, you remember Jabez? Now this was kind of a buried scripture that not many people knew much of. And then there was uh, an author named uh, Bruce Wilkerson who wrote a book called The Prayer of Jabez. We're going to read it right now. You ready? Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez saying, I give birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. And that's all we're going to read for this morning. Please be seated. So that's the passage that we're going to look at. And like I said, this was kind of a hidden Uh, text for a lot of years, and then all of a sudden this book came out with this revelation. And how many people have read the book? Some of you? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, it was like millions and millions of copies. It just swept the earth, literally. And it's a powerful uh, book. Um, However, I feel like the Lord was speaking to me about this passage this week and, and started saying that Yes, the book and the message is powerful, and the, the prayer is powerful, and the fact that God granted his request, Jabez's request, is the most powerful, that everything he asked for, God actually did that. And um, But we're going to look at it in a, maybe in a different lens and from a different perspective also this morning, and I, I believe that people are going to get something out of it and maybe take it to another depth, okay? Does that sound good? Yes. Okay, so let's just start looking at the passage here. It comes from Second Chronicles 4, verse 9. Second Chronicles 4, verse 9 and 10 is what we read. And it starts off, it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, that's really the only thing, the only clue we get about his character, about who he was, um is the fact that he was more honorable than his brothers. Now, his brothers might have been a bunch of scoundrels, and he was just a normal guy. We don't know to what degree. We just know somehow he stood out amongst his brothers. Or he could have been a man of extraordinary noble character. We will not really know what all that meant, except that somehow he set himself apart from his brothers, okay? He, was more honorable, more, maybe more noble, maybe more courageous. We don't know how it panned out, more generous, we don't know. But we see a clue into his character. Okay? Then we 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 break it down, we go to, we see his mother, who named, names him Jabez. And um and and why did she do that? It says, because she gave birth to him in pain. And we know that the actual name Jabez means pain or grief or sorrow. And so it's, imagine being named that. Oh, here comes pain. Here comes, you know, you know, this, or, you know, so it's, it's a kind of a strange handle to be given. Uh, but if you read the old Testament, there's a lot of strange names. <laughs> it's kind of like it all is a parable of spoken through names as well. And so, she, she says this, and we don't know, again, exactly why. Was that the actual pain of, of childbirth, the, the physical pain? Uh, we do see here another clue into his life here that there's no mention of his father. Does that mean the father was out of the picture? Uh, was he born out of wedlock? Was he, you know, like what is, what's happening here? But it's the mother who gives the name, which was unusual again, in Hebrew times, and so we see somehow there was pain and sorrow around his birth to the point where that became his name, and many times in the, in the Bible, we see that the name represents character, or uh, and we can see how we see certain Bible characters, uh, Paul, Saul to Paul, and, uh, and we see that when they have a character change, there's a name change. And um, so we're, we're looking at this, and I want to point out a few more things that just bring some insight to this. The, the lack of mentioning of his father, it reminded me of, of David. You remember David? Now David had a father, Jesse, but a lot of people believe that he was born out of wedlock, uh, maybe an illegitimate child, or, because the fact that when Samuel came to anoint David, it was very unusual. I was like, bring all your sons. We're going to anoint the next king. You know, it was like, so Jesse brings all the sons, lines them all up. He goes, what was it, like 12 sons? He had a whole bunch of sons. He goes through them all, down the whole list. He looks at the tallest, most impressive one. It must be this guy. And the Lord says, nope, not this. And then he, said, well, he turns around to Jesse says, don't you have another son somewhere? Like some, someone's missing here. Something's wrong. He said, oh, yeah, I got this little guy. He's, a, you know. Taking care of sheep. He's a shepherd. But for some reason, he didn't qualify. He didn't fit, okay? And you can see through, through David's life, all through the Psalms, there's a, there's a pain, someone say pain, of rejection. He even talks about though my father and mother reject me, I, you will not reject me, O Lord. And so we see that, you know, maybe there's this type of thing going on, but how many people have experienced pain? In this life. And so it's, it's very common. Uh, I would say there's probably not one human that's ever gone through the journey on earth in this life and not experienced sorrow, pain, grief, loss. And so out of this atmosphere of this probably somewhat dysfunctional family, you could kind of maybe say that. And most families, if you really get down to it, are dysfunctional. We need Jesus, right? And um, And so there there comes this cry. He says that Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. He cried out to the God of Israel. And it, it doesn't really say prayer. I think there's something about, there's a clue there too, that there's a difference, I believe, especially from heaven's perspective, between a prayer and a cry. A cry of anguish, a cry of desperation. Um... Because we know that the Lord hears the cries of the afflicted, okay? And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we see that the, the amazing thing that I think that grips us is it has such a happy ending, such a powerful ending, because it's a profound prayer, really, uh, that God would bring wealth and increase, and his hand would be upon him and keep him from harm and, and uh, free from pain. And you're like, are you kidding me? That sounds more like heaven than earth, and that's the warning I want you to, to see here, is that although it says the Lord granted the request, I think some people can get a little um, set up for disappointment with such a prayer. Now, this is a, a heart cry. It's a true story. It happened. God granted the request. Praise be to God. Uh, but this would not be considered, I want to suggest this to you, as a model prayer. Now, we can see that when we... Uh, think of Jesus. And you remember the, there was a day you can read about it in Luke 11, um, when Jesus was praying in a certain place, it says, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And so they see Jesus praying and they're like, you got to teach me how to do that. Like, what is that? And, and I think that's one of the most profound, um, things we can ask the Lord. Teach us. Teach us, Lord. Teach me to pray. Teach me to praise. Teach me to live in in accordance with your word. And so, you know, those who come to the Lord and ask such requests and and, and who are hungry to learn and to grow, I, I think the Lord is more than happy to. Are you kidding me? You're actually asking? How many times does he have to like kind of get our attention, maybe through the shaking and all these things. Finally, we're like, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me? But those who are wise will go to the Lord and say, teach us. Teach me your ways, Lord. Teach us to pray. So out of that comes the most famous prayer. Of course, the lord we call it now the Lord's Prayer, and you can read it also in Matthew 6, 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this daily daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then you can finish it. So here's what I want, want to say here is I believe that that is a much more broad, healthy, holistic prayer than Jabez prayer. Now, why would I say that? You're like, well, Jabez got the results, right? God answered. I mean, what do you want? You know, and and, uh, and and again, he, he was in a place, I believe Jabez was in a very desperate, sincere, honest, heartfelt uh, place. And maybe he was crying out over the generational limitations um, or even generational curses with his father being missing, being named pain itself. And, uh, you know, so I feel like in a way he, just looking at this, he felt like an underdog. He felt like, man, am I just going to hurt and lose in this journey called life? Is this my destiny? Or I'm just going to, you know, walk around as an underachiever. And so he cries out to the Lord. The secret to, to Jabez is he knew who to turn to. How many people in their desperation turn to all the wrong things? We turn to all these things that to medicate, to numb out, to, to, to try to get a shortcut. And, but he turns to the Lord himself. And the Lord answers, grants this request. It's profound. However, there, I feel like there's some things to look at here. And we talked to a couple of weeks ago about spiritual maturity. You guys remember that? And I feel like um, now we all go through these type prayers. I think the Jabez type prayers. We have times where we are just crying out. You know, circumstances come crashing in on us. It feels overwhelming. You know, never underestimate the power of, of just crying out in desperation to the Lord. Um, but if you look at it, it's kind of a self, very self-focused prayer. Totally self-focused, really. <laughs> you, you can literally read it there. He says, me, my, me, me, and I in, in pretty much one sentence. So I'll say that again. He says, me, my, me, me, I. Okay. Anyone ever prayed that prayer before? <laughs> you know, so he's, I think, kind of in a selfish place. He's not thinking about thy kingdom come, and all the all the people are going to get saved and delivered, and he's not, it's not the most balanced model prayer. It doesn't give really honor to God, and, and you know, hallowed be thy name, or, you know, its it's just raw. It's human emotion, and praise be to God, it worked for him, and I believe it'll work for you, so don't underestimate the the power of desperation, of crying out. Does this make it sense? Uh, but I do believe there's a, something in, in going to what Jesus said. If, okay, if you want to really know how to pray, let me show you. Our Father who art in heaven. We sang about it. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Where we're looking at things. I'm not just here for me, 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 I, I, me, my. But we start to look and say, Lord, I want you to come through. I want you to bless me. I want you to in, uh, bring increase and multiplication to myself and my family, but I'm blessed to be a blessing. blessing. Amen? You know, the, in the Lord's prayer, he talks about the power of forgiveness, that we forgive those who trespass against us and, and, and all this stuff. And delivering us, for, it d- touches on the demonic realm, the evil one, delivering us uh, from evil. Lead us not to temptation. Um, but I, I want you to, to look here um, that what happened is, I believe, out of this prayer, this heart cry, Jabez was able to triumph over his name. Okay? He was given a name, pain, sorrow, grief. And, and I believe if you look at the results of the prayer, where he says, deliver, deliver me from all that, oh God. I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing this. And so I believe that there's something about coming before God in a real and honest way that God waits for us to deliver us from maybe our circumstances maybe from generational curses generational limitations where he can transcend us and begin to bring us into that place of multiplication and it's really between between us and the Lord because I'm sure, you know, you, you look at the list of names in, in First Chronicles there, and um, there's only one guy who cried out like this, who got this unusual story inserted out of dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people that just this guy and this guy and the father to this guy and the, and all the list of people. And then all of a sudden, here's this one. Here's Jabez. And here's what I think God, uh, the Lord has shown me. What Jabez tapped into was the mercy of God. The mercy of God. Okay? And I want to take a moment, and we're going to look at just how this works. Okay? You think of the, the mercy of God. You can think of, uh, I, I referred to David earlier, to David, how he, he was a psalmist, and he poured out his heart. And you could see him constantly coming to God, calling upon the name of the Lord for the mercy. He realized that God was abounding in love and mercy and full of compassion. And and, uh, those who are true worshipers, they understand the character of God. Because every time we worship, we get a little more glimpse. We get get to see more insights of his goodness. We have to to focus on these things. We have to behold the Lord. And as we do, we're transformed. We become like him. We become familiar with the Lord. Whatever you focus on, you're going to become like. Whatever you feed yourself, you know, you are what you eat. And so the same thing is spiritually. If we come before God and we set him before us always, we become like him. And so we look at um, Jabez and... um, He cries out, really in a place of desperation, for the mercy of God. Psalms 57, look at what, what David says about this. He says, have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy on me, for my soul takes refuge. For in you, sorry, for in you my soul takes refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. I cry out to God, most high, to God, who fulfills his purpose for me. See, I believe if we're not in that desperate place of crying out to the Lord when no one else can deliver us, no one else will get you there. Only God uh, and that heartfelt cry in, in a place of desperation will get you to a place where you'll fulfill the purpose that he originally designed for you. We can cry out to this person, we can complain about that, we can, we can maneuver with people and this and that and complain, how come they got promoted, how come, and we can do the woe is me, self-pity deal, we can do all that stuff, it won't get us anywhere. I want to suggest to you this morning, what if you just cry out for the mercy and compassion of God to lift you up, to take you up when nothing else would? Well, I've done this, I've tried that, I did the self-help things, I did all these things. And then there comes comes along a, a, a Jabez or a David or a Moses. You look at these guys. Their lives were in pretty desperate conditions time and time again. We forget that Moses, he was way past his prime, as we would define it. You know, he grew up and looked pretty good, growing up in the palace in Egypt under Pharaoh, trained exquisitely, all the knowledge and everything he would, you know, And then he goes and kills someone. I mean, that's not a good way to start ministry, okay? And then he goes on the run like a refugee in the the backside of the desert for 40 years, looking after sheep. And then finally, when he was 80 years old, the Lord encounters him with the burning bush. So God's mercy is relentless. It doesn't matter what you've done, how far you go. Well, I've already passed my prime. You know, I should have should have had this by then and 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 this should have happened, you know, ten years ago according to my plan. Forget your plan. It was never about your plan in the first place. It's about God's mercy to take you to a place, as David said, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. And it says that in, in the book of Acts that David fulfilled the purpose in his generation. Did David have some setbacks? Did Joseph have some setbacks? Did Esther have setbacks? I mean, you look at all the Bible characters and all the stories, the renowned stories, and we look at it and we see, wow, it's not a perfect picture. It's not a perfect story. Look at Noah. Look at, we mentioned Moses. We go on and on. Look at Paul. I mean, he was persecuting the church. I mean, he was holding the coats as they're stoning people. I mean, He had a a very unlikely, unusual beginning that you think would have disqualified him, but man, when he saw the light, when God encountered him, when he had his burning bush, man, he cried out to the Lord for mercy, he asked for forgiveness, and he got on with it. So where is that intercept in your life where you encounter, where that, that encounter where you're gripped with the encounter of God? that burning bush experience. I believe we can have many of them, but I believe there's defining moments in our lives and we grab hold of, of God's mercy that takes us into our future. You know, J- James says this, that the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So when we cry out to him, he responds. He hears the cry. Woo! In, in Ephesians chapter two, verse four, it says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, I love that, I quote that all the time, he's rich in mercy, we we underestimate the mercy of God, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. When did he make you alive in Christ? When you were dead, down and out, forget about it, and here comes that mercy and that resurrection life and power and pulls you up, doesn't matter what age you are, there's new realms of glory God wants to take you to. Because of his mercy and his grace. It's by grace you've been saved. Why? So no one can boast. Otherwise, we'd be like, yeah, I helped God out a little bit. You know, I had, I had a good speaking gift. And, you know, just he needed me. And I needed him, too. And, you know, we worked something out together. No, it's utter mercy, guys. It's mercy and grace that gets us there. And that will keep us there. Otherwise, you know what it is? Without the mercy and grace, it's just pain. It's just straight up pain from beginning from a to z you get a few smell the roses moments in this life but without god man it's just a miserable journey i'm just telling you but with god i'm telling you with god you just signed up for the greatest adventure and it extends all the way into eternity and we can't even fathom what god has for us we can't even fathom we just get little glimpses of it and it blows our mind Woo! come on someone So Deuteronomy, again, it talks about um, 13, just another passage on God's mercy. It says, um, actually, let me pa- skip that one for now. Go, I'm going to Psalms. We're going to just reminisce of God's mercy one more time here. Um, Psalms 31, 17. Let me not be put to shame, O Lord, for I have cried out to you. Ah, sorry, wrong passage. This is, this, is, this is, yeah, this is related to mercy. This is all about crying out to God. That's, that's what these, I got to, Psalms 34, 17 says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. But you're gonna have troubles. You're like, wait a second. You just said, no, you're gonna have troubles, but I guarantee God will deliver you from, from them and through them. But Jesus said, in this life, you will have trouble. Everyone's still in? you still traveling with journey? I mean, with Jesus? We're going to have troubles. And that's the part that we got to be careful with the prayer of Jabez is it just talks about total deliverance, free me from pain. Everything's great. Increase, multiply, but we will have troubles. And that's why you got to be sobered when you read such a thing, uh, knowing that God will grant requests and will bring us through. But if, if that's, if we think, man, he'd done me wrong. He said he was just going to Deliver me from evil, and from here on out, it was just going to be a cakewalk. It's not. Anyone, has anyone ever experienced that? Anyone experienced? No. I mean, where where you have no more troubles at all? Yeah, exactly. I was like, you better get up here and preach and put, lay hands on us. See, what I'm trying to get across, and I'm, I'm 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 working my way there. We're getting there, but it's like we will go through stuff. And we will continue to go through stuff, troubles and griefs and loss, disillusionment, confusion. But in the midst of it all, we can cry out and cry upon the mercy of God, and I believe it'll get us there. I believe God will not deny the cry of his children, and that's the secret to Jabez's success. I believe that was the secret to David's success, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears him evening and morning and noon I cry out in distress and he hears my voice. This is David. I cry out to God the most high who fulfills his purpose for me. I cried to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. How many times do we just cry out? There's something about that desperate prayer, guys, when nothing else is working. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God To hear me, my soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Oh Lord, the God who saves me day and night, I cry out before you. And I just feel like there's a place in the earth right now, a place where the the, the saints, where the bride of Christ is gonna have to learn to cry out like never before. And God will answer but there will be tribulation. You might get delivered of one, and you go, whoa, you know, here comes another challenge. Man, I just got through that one. Are you okay with that? You know, it says through great tribulation, we enter the kingdom. So what does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, every time tribulation, trial, hardship comes your way, here's what it means. You should be looking for the door, the door to the next level of the kingdom. Okay, it came... It, it came on me. Here it comes. Here comes the shaking tribulation. Here comes the bad news. Here comes slander. Whatever package it comes in. Here, there goes my bank account. Wow. You know, it's like, okay, where's the door? Next level. Through, through tribulation, we enter the kingdom. So that means don't ever waste a good trial. Don't ever waste... When the shaking comes and we just kind of wallow our way through it, no, those who are victorious, those who have vision, those who know their God will say, where's my door? Come on, somewhere in here. There's a blessing. I'm going to the next level. Oh, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Next level. How'd you get there? I just stepped on the devil that came against me. I used used his head as a doormat. I stepped on snakes and scorpions to get here, but I'm here. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out, cry out, cry out, cry out. What if God's just waiting for a cry out in America? If he's just waiting for a people just day and night, day and night, morning, noon, and evening, David said, I cry out. Dave, David had a secret. I'm telling you, Jabez had a secret. You know, I don't know how how it works, but I know there's, there's a passion there's a purpose, there's a prayer that's generating in the saints of God, and and I I believe there's a pendulum, there's like a, there's a holy energy that God is calling his church to that will bring holiness as a result, but there's got to be a focus, there's got to be a passion, there's got to be a purpose, and God's saying, who will cry out, who will press in, who will stand in the gap? It's no longer same old, same old. I saw a post the other day, it said, uh, let me see if I remember it." Ah shoot, I'm so close to remembering it. Yeah, um, uh, it was a good one. If I can remember, you like it. Uh, shoot, Lord, bring it back. Okay. Anyways, they'll come back to me. It's basically saying don't don't look for 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 normal. It's not coming, but Jesus is coming. It was something like that. <laughs> Normal's not coming. We're not going backward to the way it was. Here's the bottom line. The way it was wasn't working. Did anyone notice? Do you see any cities transformed? Do you see our culture turn into God instead of immorality and and, and, and a cesspool of of violence and blood? And, and, you know, it'll be like the days of Noah when Jesus returns. The days of Noah was utter darkness and wickedness and violence and bloodshed in the earth. Wow. So you're going to have to get used to not only the increase of righteousness, but also the increase of wickedness. And when the tribulation comes, you go. I'm using this to go to the next level, rather than woe is me. I guess I just roll over and play dead. I guess I'm just I'm just a loser. I'm just all about pain. I'm just I'm from a dysfunctional family. I guess it's the way it always be. No, out of that we just out of all of the circumstances and all of. The defeats of our life, we take them all up and we say, I got one last, i would say it like this, it's not really the most biblical way, but I got one last trick up my sleeve. I'm going to cry out for God's mercy. I got one last way that I'm going to deal with this. Nothing else has worked. And I'm, I'm being pushed to the edge. But I am wise enough to know that God is rich in mercy and he will hear my cry it worked for Jabez. It worked for all the biblical characters, all the stories that we read of. We see how God comes through. God comes. Someone look at your neighbor and say, God comes through. He'll come through for you. He'll come through for you. Thank you, Jesus. And so I just feel like this morning we read such a, such a verse as he cries out, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I may be free from pain. And God granted his request. If God did it for him, he'll do it for you. And what's what's our role? We have to cry out to the God of Israel. That was the secret to his success. And it probably helped that he was honorable because God can reward honorable people. Make sense? See, if we're we're living in a cesspool of sin, don't expect all the rewards of the Lord to come your way. He's a rewarder of those who earnestly seek Him. So our hearts need to be inclined towards Him. We need to be going after God, and God rewards that when we seek Him, we find Him. When we ask, it's given. When we knock, the door opens. That's how it works. So God looks for our intention, the, the inertia of our life, Are we going forward? Are we all about God? Are we not giving up even though things could look dark? And God rewards that. So we're in a desperate time in the nations. We're in a desperate time in America. I really really believe we are, but that's okay. God's not shaken by it. It's not like it was a surprise to him. He's using this to get our attention, to gather our focus, to purify a bride, that we would cry out to him in our distress. And he delivered them from their distress. And he delivered them from their distress. Do you think it could be true? A year from now we'd be looking back, maybe two years, I don't know, a month? It's all God's timeline but God has delivered you from your distress personally, maybe corporately. Maybe look at the state of Tennessee and the things we're going through. Maybe look through, through America, look at the globe and, and that, that people began to cry out and God delivered them in their trouble, in the shaking. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. That's the best place to cry out to the Lord when everything's shaking and we know who to turn to. We're not medicating. We're not regretting. We're not wallowing in depression. We're pressing in. It creates an an inertia, an energy within us to go deeper, to go further, to go harder after God, to seek hard after him. You ever done that? What's that look like in your life, to seek hard after God? Say, God, I must have you, I must have more of you. You can go ahead and start. Let's let's press in, let's see where God's gonna take this. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Father. Father, we thank you that we can learn from such a prayer, such a story of Jabez. Lord, we just know that in your mercy, Lord, you granted his request. In your great mercy... thank you that we can be delivered from our name, from our circumstances, from our generational or family framework. That You take us higher. You transcend us so that we fulfill the, the purpose that you have for us, Lord. Feel like, take a moment and just ask the Lord to, to give you that heart cry, to give you that yearning for the Lord. To know what it's like that your, your soul yearns, even faints, for the presence of the Lord, for the courts of the Lord. That your heart, even your flesh, your physical framework you would cry out. Every molecule cry out for the living God to cry out day and night before him in your distress cry out for he hears your voice he hears your voice Generate passion here right now, Lord. Generate passion in your people. A passion that transcends what's coming against us, Lord. And I must have more of the Lord. I must meet with him. I must know him. Jesus, Jesus, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Deep calls to deep. He calls us out of the outer courts. He calls us out of performance. Out of the praises of man, desiring the praises of man more than the praises of God. outer court stuff. He calls us in to the holy place the most holy place where it's you and him you and his matchless mercy you behold the mercy seat it's the most holy place most holy pray in the spirit generate passion Lord stir the embers of our hearts make a holy flame make a holy flame that burns for your name no other name not even our own deliver us from selfish prayers kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven we're not just looking out for our own selves lord give us a heart for our generation give us a heart for our city give us a heart it's no longer just about me my deliverance my ministry my purpose Take us deeper. Take us further, Lord. Give us a heart. Give us a heart. Deliver us from evil, Lord. Deliver us from evil. Thank you, Jesus. So I just have a couple things. Um, Actually, this came to me earlier in the week. for Carolyn actually I think it's really for Carolyn and Steve but it came as I was thinking about Carolyn and uh I just saw that you had this huge savings account and I don't think it was talking about natural money necessarily I think it was spiritual riches but you've been storing up and saving up and saving and I saw the Lord said she's got a huge savings account I was like really and I felt like the Lord said, yeah, and it's time to dispense it. And I felt like it's time to start spending it. I felt like you're shifting into a new new realm, a new season. And that it's for saving. It's for saving people. It's for delivering people. And, and, and uh, like you've got a wealth that's stored up. You've gone after it. You've sought hard after the Lord. And, and, and I felt like the Lord said that now it's time to start to dispense it. But the Lord wants you to know, like, you've got a huge savings account. <laughs> and the Lord's like, you're going to spend it while you're on earth. Like there's a purpose, there's a destiny, setting captives free. And for Steve, I feel like the same thing. I feel like, like sometimes you've been there. Uh, what I was getting was supportive of Carolyn and ministry, but I feel like the Lord said, "Uh-uh, you're not getting out that quick, my son." <laughs> I just see you like you're 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 you've seen yourself as an armor bearer. Standing and and seeing the the anointing on her life, but I felt like the Lord said, "No, I've equipped both of you to run together. You're yoked together with the full armor of God, and both of you have unique gifts. And really, God's called you to be fathers and mothers in this generation. And Lord, we we just thank you for these two, Lord, and all that's been stored up and saved up for such a time. And Lord, we just believe that you're going to begin to re- release, uh, Lord, the kingdom wealth, the things that you've given them, uh, Lord." To, to set captives free, Lord, uh, the savings that are going to happen as they release what you've, what they've stewarded, what they've stored for such a time. And you haven't even known how much has been stashed away for such a time. But the Lord says there's abundance of seed. There's storehouses of seed that needs to be sown in, in, in this lifetime. Does that make sense? So, Lord, we just bless them. We thank you, Lord, for what's been stored up for such a time as this, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that they are excellent stewards of what you've given them, Lord. Thank you, Father. Woo! Thank you, Lord. And Abby, I felt like the Lord was just giving me a picture of you that He—I just saw a chariot swooping down, swing low, sweet chariot, and and, and it just lifting you up. And you felt like you've been—I saw a picture of just you're just walking in a valley, like Lord, it's, you know, it's like you're. You know you know He's with you, but I felt like the Lord said, He's sweeping you up. He's taking you higher. He has not forgotten you. He's, he's uh, allowed there to be a quiet season and walking with Him, and you've been faithful to wait on Him, but I believe there's a... a whew, God's going to sweep you up into purpose and destiny and calling, and He's going to ignite your giftings, and He's going to restore your vision. He's going to restore your soul for His name's sake, for you're a bearer of His name. You're not ashamed of the name of Jesus. Woo! Someone put hands on on Abby there, if you would. I just feel like there's restoration even now. Swing low, sweet chariot. (laughs) Take her higher, Lord. Take her up into that high calling. You've been crying out for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when I was was speaking earlier, Josh, I, I felt like when I was talking about stirring passion, stirring passion... I just kept feeling like there was something about when I would say the word passion I feel like you're in a season where God's rekindling passion I just saw like the coals of your heart the Lord was just shoveling uh you know coals in there and just stoking the fire and I just felt like I don't I feel like it's something you've never even fully experienced before you've had glimpses but God wants to take you to a new place um and and it's not it's not just it's it's really a heart thing I feel like the Lord said it's a heart thing. he was just shoveling it right into your heart and it was an inferno from the inside out. And, and as you've gone after healing and, and restoration, the Lord said, I've, I've seen every step. I've heard your prayers. And I felt like the Lord was saying that for such a time now, the, the, this new flame is coming on you and it's going to refurbish you, but it's also going to um, blaze a trail like this fire is going to go before you, uh, like the cloud by day, the fire by night. And I just feel like there's going to be clarity and direction, and God's going to begin to, to move you forward. But it comes from the inside out, the fire that he's put in you, and you've said yes to. So, Lord, stoke the fire and the purpose on Josh, Lord, for such a time, Lord, for such a time. We thank you, Lord, for this noble man, this honorable man, Lord. And we thank you for such a time, Lord. You lift him up. In Jesus' name. Woo! Hallelujah. see there's, what else God's doing here. Trish. How you doing, Trish? <laughs> I, I just feel like the Lord wants you to know He hears, He knows, He sees. He's so close to you. And, and I feel like there's um, destiny on your life that's yet to be unlocked. There's a new dimension for you and your whole family, husband, everyone. I feel like God's there's a door before you and, and God's going to give you a code. There's a code. And I don't know what that, what that looks like, but I just feel like there's a code that's going to be released for you guys to go to a next level. I feel like you've been crying out like, Lord, how do we get to next level of purpose and destiny? And I feel like the Lord said, there's a code and there's, um, it's not just a code of ethics. It's a code of, um, it's not just a code of conduct. It's, a, it's a code of, what is it? Yeah, that's that's a coat of arms. That's good. Yeah. God's putting a, a, a new weaponry on you as an intercessor, that your your prayers are powerful and effective. And I feel like there's an armor coming on you to fight. For your family to fight for your destiny don't grow weary and do, doing good don't grow weary and doing good there's a harvest coming if you don't give up and he's given you new weaponry a new vision thank you father do you got something for her yeah I so.
1: yeah i saw a vision for you when pastor scott was prophesying over abby and i was actually seeing something similar for you that he was prophesying over abby i saw this whirlwind and I saw there was like a broom on one end of it and it was the Lord. And I saw him like going around like crazy and stirring up all this dirt. And I felt like God was saying, there's a lot that's been stirred up and it's felt really intense. And just like when you sweep your house, you're like, (laughs) like, um, just like, how do I get rid of all this dirt? And I felt like God saying, don't worry, it's me. And you just need to ask for the air purifier you need to ask for the air purifier. And I felt like that was one of the tools that he's he's giving from heaven. And it's not like you have to pick up all the pieces and deal with all the dirt and oh, I gotta figure this out. No, it's only by divine intervention. And I felt like this message this morning, it's so for you, asking for God's mercy. It's only by his mercy, him bringing the air purifier that can deal with all that's been stirred up. And um, I just felt like God's nearness, he's, he's coming near you with a closeness and with his glory, with the weight of his glory, like you've never experienced before, Trish. And can I just pray that over her, just extend your hands to Trish. God, I thank you for your nearness. Thank you for your glory, that you chose to bring your glory in broken places, in, in mangers, in a baby, in a broken, lost people, to Israel. You brought your glory, and I thank you that you are releasing your glory. We just speak that over Trish right now, God. You are releasing your glory over over all that's been stirred up, all the craziness, even all the the sickness that's been, been coming up. We just release that air purifier over her and over her family, over Adam, over Julia. We thank you, God, for just sucking up the dirt. In Jesus' name, divine intervention. Amen.
0: Man, amen. I've, I, a couple other things that are just a little um, abstract to me, but we'll see what happens. Um, first, I was just kept getting the color orange. Orange. And then I saw um, kind of almost like a pool ball, like it was orange, but it had the number 12 on it. Does that mean anything to Anyone? Huh? Yeah. So here's, I'll go a little deeper of what I felt. As, as I, this is kind of, like I said, a little abstract. We'll see if, see if the Lord's in it. Um, so I saw the orange. I saw number 12. And I felt like the Lord said, there's someone here who, who has been eating oranges, like about 12 oranges this week. Anthony, you've been eating your oranges? And I felt... yeah uh, uh, um, yeah, about 12 and and the Lord and they were extra sweet yeah so so I felt like the Lord said it's a sign to you that you're coming into a time that's going to be really sweet it's like it's the coming and and it and the 12 does represent government and there's there's a governmental calling on your life like there's an authority that you've not really even stepped into yet but I feel like the Lord said it's the sweetness of the Lord inviting you in. And those oranges, that dozen oranges, is a sign to you of, of the sweetness of God's calling on your life. The purpose, the destiny, and that you, you've you been uh, ripened for such a time. The Lord kept you alive when you've been shot. You've been, you know, all that you've gone through, man. And God's kept you alive for such a time. And the, and the Lord says, and it's not just meager existence. There's abundance there's authority, there's government, and there's the sweetness of the Lord in your future. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise Him. All right, that was good. That turned out good. Made me sweat there for a minute. All right, let's see what else we got. These two uh, sisters here, daughters of Zion. I felt like the Lord said, "Your what's your names again?" Kristen and Haley. I just felt like the Lord said, I've never heard this before, but you've heard of the sons of thunder. I felt like the Lord Lord said, these are the daughters of thunder. Behold the daughters of thunder. And I felt like the Lord said, your hunger precedes you. It's actually your passion for Jesus, your your hunger for the Lord is what, what drives you, what takes you places. And and, and the Lord's going to reward that. And it's only going to be insatiable desire for more, for more, for more. Because the Lord said that you guys are going to be um, dispensers of his glory. You're, you're, you're going you're to have a, a massive appetite for the presence of the Lord and for the, the word of God and, and, and the power of his spirit. And the Lord says that he'll continue to invest in you. He'll, uh, he'll continue to feed you because he knows you will feed others. He knows, and I feel like there's a, there's a real teaching gift on, on... what is your name? Haley. Haley this, uh, I just see you teaching. I feel like, yeah, you're really going to be uh, teaching the Word. And, but it's a prophetic fire. It's like it's, it's the fresh bread of the ovens of heaven. The, the Word, the manna for today. Yeah, so the Lord's going to give you a fascination with the Word of the Lord and, and teaching and all that good stuff. And then the other... Kristen, you're such a worshiper. I mean, you got like this fragrance of heaven, like, you're, you're supposed to just, like, spread that around everywhere you go. I feel like there's just a presence. There's a presence on you where you go. Think doors will open. Uh, you're going to literally see signs and wonders in your lifetime by just showing up. You're like, all I had to do is show up? Are you kidding me, Lord? Yeah, because you're a carrier. You're a carrier of the presence of the Lord. So, Lord, we just bless these two right now, and we thank you, Lord, that you will fulfill their every desire, in your timing, in your way, and it'll be better than you thought, guaranteed. It's going to be better than you thought, so don't think too much. Just trust and obey, and watch what God will do with your life. Hallelujah! Woo! Praise Him! Praise Him! Praise Him! All right, let's just do like maybe one or two more. We're still pretty good on time. We ended a little early with the word. Y'all okay with this? Thank you, Jesus. Let's see what's we got here, Dane. That's all I got, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the Lord calls your name. <laughs> Did your name used to be Payne. Is Dane now. I, was like, I feel like there's some truth to that, actually. I feel like the Lord said, you're coming into the ripe, the ripe years, the years where the, the fragrance of the Lord and the ripeness of the harvest of, of your relationship with the Lord is you're going to start seeing the fruit of it now. You're, you're coming into leadership and I told you the other day, but I, was, I feel like the Lord said right now, just reminded me, there really is an extraordinary anointing um, for teenagers on your life. Like you, you just got this thing of raising up the young generation. And I feel like the, God's going to keep connecting the dots with things like that. But it's also ushering them into the presence. and the, So the songs, the creativity will flow. But there's also just this, um, people are going to go, man, he's just fun. And that's going to be enough to attract them to Jesus, the Jesus in you who's fun, who's attractive. Yeah, and I feel like the Lord said that this is, this is what's begun in this season for you now. And Lord, we just also thank you that I just see this deep calls to deep. Yeah, I just feel like there's also just this, uh, I almost see like the Dead Sea Scrolls. I see like there's a, there's a deep calling into revelation for such a time that goes back in, into history and attaches to now. And also, will springboard into future. And God's going to give you words that will open up doors for the future. Prophetic words. Lord, we just bless him with a prophetic fire. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the deep things of God, the deep things of the Spirit. Don't allow your past journey to make you think too much or or think too little. Just... Go with the spirit. Go with the wind. Go with the wind. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's good. What's your name? Oh, this is Wilson. Did you get your hair cut since Friday night? No? Oh, you should get one of these. (laughs) You can paint it orange, put a 12 on it. Uh, Wilson, yeah. You know, I met you the other night and uh i felt like um the lord the lord just showed me like you you got a uh, we're talking a lot about this but hunger i just saw like you're you're good to go man you're like ripe for the picking i feel like the lord said this is my son and, and for i just see coming into the hand of the lord he's reaching for you and just just pulling you in and you've been crying out for it and you've been through some disappointments you've been through some hardship but the lord says i'm taking you in my son i'm taking you in and, and, and I feel like the, the Lord says that, that He's gonna, you're in a season of equipping right now equipping, equipping I just see armor coming to you, armor he said sharpen your sword, sharpen your sword you'll set many free, sharpen your sword and and so we just bless Wilson Lord, we thank you Lord for the mission and the mandate on his life, Lord, for such a time. And I feel like the Lord has delivered you multiple times. He's delivered you from evil, and, he's, and you know you're still standing because of the grace and the mercy of God. And now, that with profound gratitude, you'll live the rest of your life. I'm not just saying that. With profound get gratitude, you'll live the rest of your life, not to serve yourself, but to serve the Lord. Amen. Make sense? Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Praise him. Alright, thank you Jesus. Victoria, is that you right back there? I can, I, can, I can almost see her, look at that. There she is. She's awesome. Can you stand up for a second? I know you're kind of shy, that's why I want you to stand up. Because we're going to break that off. So Victoria, I just felt like the Lord said, wow. Wow he's so proud of you. He's so proud of you. The steps you've made, the steps you've taken just in the last month or two. I just feel like there's something is shifting for you and, and, and you're, um, you're going to come out of your shell. And, and the Lord said, that's okay. That shell was a protective thing over your life for, for a reason and for a season. But I feel like the character Of Christ is going to be seen in you. You're going to have a confidence and a boldness that's going to start to come. You're going to be free. You're going to be happy. I just felt like the Lord said He's reordering things in your life. I just saw like a, like a, like almost like a deck of cards. You're just shuffling the. Everything's being shuffled. But don't don't be um, confused or disillusioned. Let let the Lord reshuffle, reorder your life, because He's given you a hand that's going to impact many people giving you a winning hand you you might think well am i a loser am i you know am i just kind of like jabez you know is it it just going to be pain and problems no the lord said i'm giving you a winning hand and and it's for your life the victory of the lord on your life but you're going to impact many Woo! hallelujah thank you jesus so let's let's just let's pray for her right now lord we just thank you for the the armor of god on her life for such a time lord that she's coming out She's coming out shining. Lord, we thank you for our new confidence. It's only in the Lord and his goodness, the mercy of the Lord that gives you confidence. You don't have to boast in anything you've done. All you got to do is continue to just boast in the Lord and watch what he'll do. He'll take care of the rest. Thank you, Lord. I just see a reconnecting with family also. Woo. I just see a reordering even within the family structure. There's a, God's positioning you in, in a new way in, in the order of the family and the, and the relationships. And, and we just thank you, Lord, that you're setting her on a rock higher than she's ever been. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's stand up. We don't want to go all day, but praise him, praise him, praise him. Let's, uh, let's sing something. Can we sing, seal it with a song? What you got, Callie? Thank you, Jesus. Is that an outpouring out there? Look at that. As soon as we ended. Thank you, Jesus.
2: One day, Ooh, it's better is one day. Jesus, better is one day than a thousand elsewhere. Better is one day. Come on, convince us better of it, Lord. Convince us. One-
0: Let's just think.